Welcome to what is my fifth podcast, as far as I'm aware. Uh, it is great to have you along. This is how to build a creative business in a noisy world. And it is so fab to be able to hear the feedback that I get from my podcast and also the questions. Oh, you might have heard that. The roof has just come off my little bike shed outside my door. Um, anyway, yeah, it's been great to be able to build a community and also my online Facebook members group is really growing and we've got this lovely interaction now where people are feeling confident enough to showcase their creative work and that is great. Um, I've been listening to quite a few Tim Ferriss podcasts and I will add that to the show notes. It's something that I learned from a fellow podcaster who is called Karen and you should check out her podcast which is Building a Better Body. I was just interviewed on there recently about living out my passion and about um, really building my business and this idea of the lifestyle brand that I've managed to grow my business into. But she has been teaching me a lot about podcasting and I've been listening to Tim Ferriss and we both listened to Tim Ferriss and I just think he is so technically sound. So apologies that that is not perhaps the most technically sound um, voice and instrument that you're hearing in your ears, but I figure right now that content is more important than the technical side. So I think actually sometimes that stretches, that theory stretches into my business because um, it's that idea of just getting things done. And I figure um, done is better than perfect. I think there's an entrepreneur actually said that. I should find that. And if I find that quote, I will add that to the notes as well. But it's definitely a female entrepreneur has said that. So you're really welcome here and it is great to be able to discuss uh, the little elements that we face in our business and how to grow in the most successful and succinct way possible. And today I really want to talk about dealing with criticism because no matter what happens in our business, no matter what we make, if we make beautiful pictures and 120 people tell us that they're beautiful, you will still have people who don't like them and that is okay. But the one person that doesn't like them and who perhaps voices that could be the one person that ruins your whole week and I want to help you to put a stop to that. So no matter how much uh, I get involved with my business, no matter how many years I'm in my business, I think my business is probably around, I think on paper it's nine years old, but that is not the case for the reality of it. Um, I had three children in that space of time and I would say it's only really been the last maybe three to four years it's felt like business and no matter how many people I come in contact with who don't agree with what I do or who don't like what I do or who don't like what I make, um, it still stings. But I'm getting better at dealing with that and I want to be able to give you a few little strategies and ideas of just changing your way of thinking. So even if you're listening to this, I know some of my amazing fitness people, uh, followers, fitness followers, because I love fitness and well-being. I know that you're also listening and 
that you might not be in business, you might not necessarily be in creativity, but hopefully there's just an idea where you can apply this notion of dealing with obstacles which fall into the category of criticism in all aspects of your life. So the, the way that I normally um, come across criticism is in two different categories of my business. And that would be in the marketing slash social media slash, uh, I shouldn't even say slash, the, sorry, the social media marketing strategic type side of my business that's where I would often face criticism or people vocalizing that they don't agree with what I do or they they want to change it for me or I should do this or I shouldn't do that and then the other one is obviously the very um main one which would be my art and I discussed in the first podcast about how and um, because I had done a degree in art and fine art and then in my master's uh we were put through um, something which is called a crit so every month you had a crit and uh, from a creative point of view that was where you made a body of work or the body of work that you've been working on during that time was put out in front of your there were only eight people on my masters so there was me and the seven peers and then there would be your tutors so there would be maybe five to ten Uh, tutors that you would see on a daily or a weekly basis and then they would also have visiting lectures and tutors so you could have you know up to upwards of 30 people in the room Um, and I had actually done performance art so if you want to maybe google that maybe you're not too sure of it it's not necessarily performing arts it's performance art which is this idea of you make a piece of art, perhaps a live piece, and then whatever you make during that, you leave that, and that is called a relic. So, um, for example, I had worked with like dancing and using this pink paint. Probably looked kind of like a crazy person, but again, that's me criticizing myself. Whereas visually, it was it was pretty beautiful. And then um, when I finished, I left the pink paint in the room and the room was kind of white walls. So I'd used it all over the walls and it was like pretty nice to navigate and to walk around. But anyway, I digress slightly. But that is um, the idea of performance. And then what I did when you leave the paint and you walk away, that's called your relic. So I would do this performance live in front of people, um, in front of my peers, in front of all these tutors, and then everybody gets a chance to give you feedback. So whether you were a photographer, a fine art photographer, whether you were a painter, whether you're a performance artist, whether you're a sculptor, the eight people on my masters, we all went around and then you you gave your version of what you thought it was, like and I think actually it's only since I got married um, after my master's that I realized that you're better giving a positive before a negative because uh, in our college you didn't always find that. You essentially put yourself out there by being so vulnerable uh, but that's really part of the process and that's part of the um, dealing with essentially criticism and I think that in a creative setting you especially so I'm going to discuss the marketing and the social media side in a minute but at the start I want to talk about creativity because I know if you are perhaps you knit perhaps you um, do watercolor perhaps you're a photographer if you have a creative side and you have this um, people giving you feedback and it maybe doesn't sit well with you try to 
take it all on board. I think one of the best things to do is, um, I remember when I was a waitress being told that if you're being criticised or shouted at or someone's being mean, if you reach, if you give them a smile and you just listen, well, they have nothing to argue with. So don't always see criticism as um, an opening for an argument because that is not necessarily what people are intending. You also have to remember that art is diverse. Um, art is really subjective you know it is something that is very difficult to explain so you know in your head exactly what you want to express but often especially in the growing stages of your creativity and I find anyway that I would be so sure of this idea but and then someone would criticize it or would tell me that you know you should do like so that example of the the performance, I felt it was so complete using this pink paint on my uh, body in like a, a very plain like black tracksuit I think it maybe was or something but someone was like well look it's really missing something and I couldn't understand what it was and then it was just that, and, and people it's people's delivery which can feel like they're wanting an argument or confrontation but that's not always what people intend so once you realize that that makes it a little easier. So even if that is someone reaches out to you and says, like, um, you know, you you just really can't do it that way, that's not a great way to, to get to deliver criticism, to be fair. So it's okay for you to say, well, have you any other ideas? Because often they'll give you an idea. You might be, like, smiling and nodding and, yeah, great, thanks for sharing. You might think nothing of that idea, but that might feed to something else. So because I thought that my pink paint was absolutely perfect and I had people say like, you know, why did you do this dance? Why did you do this music? You know, were you trying to sexualize this dance? Which I wasn't. I think I was skipping or something or tap dancing. Like it was crazy, but it was very fun. And I'm so glad I did all that to get to where I am with my art. But it was just at the end, someone who is a performance artist and he, Alistair McLenahan, globally renowned, he just came across and said to me, why don't you add in a contrasting colour, like yellow? So now, when I teach art workshops, I am so aware of the colour wheel. And if you've seen any of my YouTube uh, videos, if you've been in any of my workshops, the colour wheel is so important to me. And I actually can pinpoint that that incident in my master's with Alistair McLenahan and my pink paint performance, when he figured out that yellow was missing... And I was like, why? Why is it missing? What? No, it wasn't even, I don't even think he said yellow. I think he maybe said something on the yellow-orange scale. And it was afterwards that I thought, oh my goodness, the yellow will really make the pink pop. So when people are navigating around it, it's very much like um, like a compliment. It's complementing each other, these colours, these tones in front of the eyes. So often people will just... It, it takes, it's that idea of cracking an egg to make an omelette. I use that phrase all the time. I feel like I use it in interviews and everything. I think it's on the video on my website. But you have to get messy before you get to the end. And often people's criticism will be in that mess and they'll be intertwined in it. And there'll be words that stick. There'll be criticisms that stick. They'll maybe pinpoint that you're out of focus in one area of your photograph. Or they'll maybe decide that the wool in your knitting is just too dark. You don't have to listen to them, but it is really good to take it on board to not feel like it's a personal attack. Obviously, sometimes people do give you personal attacks, and we can discuss that in a minute. 
we're talking about the social and the marketing but in terms of a creative side take it all on board even if you can like let it go water off a duck's back which means you can just let it slip away that's possibly even better because you don't need to take their opinion on board but you can filter it and you just don't need to take everything as um personally which is what I do sometimes but if I start to feel like um in terms of uh, that my paintings or my creativity, everything that I went through in the master's, and you might not necessarily go through a master's or a degree, but you might be at the start of your business and you're just gauging what your audience likes or what your customers like. And that could be um, a way of really kind of facing criticism head on and, and just letting that Take it all on board. Do your surveys if you need to do surveys with your MailChimp where you send out to your customers and you just ask them what is better. Don't take it as a negative if someone says, like, I preferred when you did it in purple or I preferred when you did it. That's great. Isn't it nice that they actually liked it enough to vocalize it? So perspective is a great way to deal with criticism because once you realize that people have their opinion and you have your opinion like me I'm really opinionated about um like music I am very particular about my music so that's why I can't understand why I still can get knocks whenever people criticize um, my work now let me just end that there because what I mean in terms of my work I think actually when people criticize me I look at it more as the business side because I've discussed as well before that those crits have really helped me to get a thick skin. I think it was about a year or two ago, someone criticized on my social media and said that the animals that I paint, um, the eyes are always too high. <laughs> Even when I think about that now, like it, it's absolutely fine for them to have an opinion, but it's also just really funny because it was such a like particular thing. Um, I was really happy that someone felt they could voice that. I really didn't mind. But then whenever your follower is increased and you have like the sort of a tribe, you know, I think there was a few people in my tribe maybe lynched on the, the person who had, who had voiced their opinion. But I actually, I, I really do welcome stuff like that because it doesn't bother me. So that kind of idea is... Um, and maybe you'll find the same the same thing with this people criticizing you. Maybe you'll actually be able to laugh about it. And if you can laugh about it, and if you feel just really secure, criticism is the perfect time for you to really look at what you have and to be really, really sure that you're amazing at what you do. Because you work hard to do that and you've been putting yourself out there. There is like so few people who actually keep pushing the doors and who keep going forward and you're one of them if you're going forward if you're making if you're facing criticism you are one of those people that is pushing the doors and is pushing boundaries so you need to keep perspective and remember that you have a place that you have worked hard and that you have a skill that is 100% yours and you're able to offer that to the world you're able to offer that to your customers. If you're already selling and making, then you're already doing it. So take that criticism, decide whether you want to filter it or whether you want to take it on board and help it to mold where you're at and better where you're at. And also remember that you have a value. 
So then the other side that everybody, not everybody, the other side that I would find criticism is in my marketing, kind of my marketing strategies, which would really fall into things like social media, um, my presence online. And I think I naturally decided that I wanted, no, I didn't even want to. I think I naturally grew into this, I guess, a personality side to my art and I know there are many many artists out there and I look at their feeds all the time and think why can I not just do painting all the time why must I feel like I have to put my writing out there but I am exactly where I need to be right now because of all of the elements of my business and the fact that there's a personality or like a voice to it and it was the female entrepreneur association and I'll put that in the show notes too that I learned that especially for an online business, which is essentially where I am um, in terms of the prints that I make and the social media presence, but offline sales, as I talked about in my other, um, in our other episode about making money, that offline sales are extremely important to me, but often they find me online or they find me through the personality side of things. So there's days that people just don't like what I'm doing. I don't get it a massive amount. Um, maybe people are more likely to screenshot it and send it to their friends and uh, criticize me. But when I do, when I am criticized online or in the PR side of things, or someone doesn't like my blog post or someone doesn't like the brand that I've worked with, that can be hurtful. But often I find it's actually people that know me or have known me in my past and their criticism is nearly worse because it will often go for something personal. So because my brand, my business, my art is me, it's 100% me. I have a girl who helps me in the studio to do print orders. I have my husband help me do accounts. I have another girl that helps me do um, PR. I have another girl that helps me, another guy who helps me do a little bit of digital marketing. But it's me. So anything that is directed, you know, whenever like you would tag a friend or do something online, but it's for a global company or it's Beyonce's page, it's probably not always Beyonce who gets those um, the feedback. Whereas with me, I'm not quite Beyonce yet. <laughs> I'm not quite big enough yet to be able to have someone else do my social media for me. So I I get the criticisms and I get the DMs, direct messages, or I get the harsh tweets. And they do sting. I know I used that, that idea at the start. Like sting would be the way that I put it because it's a bit like a burn. At the start, criticism like really hurts like is like floors you hurt, like lying on the ground. Oh, I've burnt myself, I've burnt myself. And then as you put the water on it and as time passes, it starts to settle. You decide again whether you want to filter it, whether you want to take it on board. And inevitably, criticism always helps me in some way. And that doesn't mean that I listen to criticism that I've been given. That doesn't mean that I take on board and decide I want to mold into someone else's um, perception of me. But it does mean that I always reevaluate because looking at the positive side of criticism, it means that you're growing. 
So that would be the one thing that I would really stress. It means that you're growing and that you're doing this. You're making it work because isn't it nice that not everybody panders to you or it's not just your mum reading your blog anymore or it's not just your your great aunt who's buying your products. So look at it that way. Look at it that criticism is a a sign that you're growing and also for me it really does help me reevaluate. So you get your perspective and you can reevaluate. And you can also remember, and I'll finish with this, that often, especially in social media, and look at my blog, look at my Facebook, look at my social media, I already talk about the struggles that I have with it. It can be a real vacuum. I love it, love, love, love it. And I have so much to thank social media for. But what you will find is... I don't know, I can't speak for um, everybody, but what I find is people feel inadequate often on social media um, and you sometimes get the brunt of it. So for me, I will get the brunt of someone looking at something that I've done or me doing a workout or um, they've maybe been on someone else's page who's looking amazing and then they come to my page but I happen to get the brunt of them. Social media often makes people project. So they will project onto you and they don't necessarily always mean to target you but it's a really easy platform for everybody because as I've just said, you're valuable, you have a voice. That's the kind of downside of social media is that everybody has a voice and it can be death by social media. That's why you know, the press can get lynched on social media and they can make, they can twist it and turn it. And I know that's on a bigger scale, a global scale, but just remember that often people will be projecting. They don't necessarily mean it, but they will be projecting their sadness, their insecurities, their jealousy, their inadequacies or feelings of inadequacy onto you. So definitely take it with a pinch of salt and you can you can jo- join me in the journey of growing a thick skin because I would love to say that I can just move on, take it, whatever. But with without it, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, but also with it, I can keep reevaluating, keep learning, keep growing. And I would encourage you to do the same. So just remember that life is short and we only get one chance at this. So you will have people that criticize you, but you're valuable you're making, you're doing this, which is so much more than the people who are just scrolling on by or who are criticizing your online or who are just picking up your stuff at a market and throwing it down or telling you that you're not good enough. You're doing it. Remember that you're valuable. Keep perspective of it. Decide whether you want to filter that criticism or whether you want to really let that help you to mold the work that you're on and strengthen the work that you're on. Not necessarily listening to what they've said, but taking on board, well, if they thought that, what might someone else think? Or how can I change it so nobody comes at me from that angle? You can always um, make it into good. You can always take criticism, change it round, switch it for the good. And for me, it falls into the business category, which is the kind of marketing side and also the creative side. So criticism comes at you from all angles. And just like lastly, I know I said lastly before, but just to finish, it's not necessarily criticism, but it's that idea of projecting. I think that you might be the same as me and that you, if you're, especially if you're self-employed, if you're building this from nothing like I did, literally nothing, I've never had investment. I've just been like plowing on myself. Then 
you will probably get people telling you what you should do. I often get, like I would say, I'd say a couple of times a week I get, you should be making um, more local scenes. You should be going over to London to do. You should be having that child in childcare more. You should be being more of a mum, more present as a mum. You should be. So I know that's not necessarily criticism, but that's another thing that I find in my business and the strategies for my own business everybody has an opinion and everybody wants you they often want you to thrive or to do better and that's fine but those people that tell you you should or you should or you should just let them speak back to the start again just smile thank you very much for your help thank you very much for your opinion yes I'll look into that and that's another way of just not letting yourself get bogged down with should I be doing that they said that does that mean that I should be doing that oh gosh does that mean I'm feeling don't let it Stick to your path, you're valued, your life is short, give it your all and always know that you can learn from it, learn from criticism and you can just keep perspective and keep going. So there you have it. That is my tips on dealing with criticism. You are doing this, as I've said a number of times in this podcast and you can just keep plugging because you're able to build a creative business in a noisy world and you're able to find your tribe so that they know that you can deal with anything. So please do come and find me on my Facebook page, Ali's Creatives. If you search for that, we will add you. And then you can join in the group and hear all about everybody's different skills and you can converse between yourselves and learn how to get a little bit more creativity, a little bit more support because it can be lonely in what we do. Thanks for listening and I will see you on the other side.